And I hitchhiked over to his neighborhood and we had some gnarly. Hitchhiking for some Parisian dick. Are you kidding me? I know. And it wasn't good. And it wasn't even good. This is the most Gigi story I've ever heard. You're listening to the Bad Break Podcast. Buckle up for some wild breakup stories. I'm not spending one more second of this life for some inconsiderate prick. And now I hate you, you slut bastard. Rachel, come on, talk to me, please. I I can't even look at you right now. Stop! Don't touch my ever. You understand, Nate, is I am crazier. That's not something to be fucking proud of, Cassie. No. But it is something you should be scared of. Welcome to the Bad Break Podcast, where we dive into some of the wackiest, wildest breakup stories out there. Each week, we unpack explosive, jaw-dropping breakup stories with guests from all over the world to get to the heart of why breakups can be so emotionally intense. We're your hosts, Chris Riata and Gigi Angle. Throughout the first season of Bad Break, we'll be interviewing guest stars, comedians, and sex and relationship experts, and more about the wild world of breakups. Be sure to subscribe and download this episode so that we can keep bringing you these amazing, crazy, wild stories, just like today's. But Gigi, before we dive into our interview with today's very special guest, you have a pretty wild breakup story of your own that you wanted to share. I do, I do. Yeah, I actually like, I haven't thought about this in years, but we've since we've been doing this podcast, clearly been bringing up a lot of emotions for me. (laughs) So I wanted to tell this story that, okay, and I just want to preface this by saying I've done a lot of personal growth (laughs) since this happened. Um, So like, I I fully am fine with all of y'all judging me because even like I judge me a little bit for this one. It's kind of awesome, but also kind of like, girl, come on. I used to think it was really awesome for a long time. And then I looked back and was like, I was a goddamn bully. So this all makes sense in a second. Okay, so when I was in high school, I had like my first real boyfriend. And he was like super hot and he was like from France and he like was blonde and he was like the it guy at school. Like, and I felt so fucking cool being his girlfriend. I was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> so like, I was like very excited about this. And I kind of had a really awkward phase in middle school where like wasn't super cute. So when I got really hot and started high school, I was like, oh my God, my life is changing. It's amazing. Anyway, head over heels, like first love single white female level <laughs> shit. Aww. It was very cute. And we were like, I, I mean, kind of like very in love, I guess, for two, a 15 year old and a 16 year old could be. And he was the first person I had sex with, which was not great. It was not great. And I thought I was broken. It was like a whole thing. But let's get to the breakup. Let's get to the breakup. So it, tur- <laughs> it turned out, I always thought it was very strange that like, he would ne- he never introduced me to his family, but I didn't want to I didn't want to you know scare him away. And it turned out he never introduced me to his family because he already had a girlfriend in France, so he had two girlfriends. <gasps> yeah, and he like didn't oh want. Oh my god! Yeah, he like didn't want his parents to like find out he had a girlfriend in the U.S. <laughs> what the fuck was he going back and forth to France, or was he, he would- just in a long distance? Well, he would spend summers, I guess, in France, if I remember correctly. And so I guess he would like go back and be with her and then come back and be with me. Like uh, he had two girlfriends, essentially. Yeah. Oh, so the reason we broke up was because we got I snuck out of my house one night and I hitchhiked with two of my friends to like where his neighborhood was. And it's it's so tragic. Gigi. I know. (laughs) I was a very bad girl. And I hitchhiked over to his neighborhood and we had 
some gnar- gnarly hitchhiking for some Parisian dick. Are you kidding me? I know, and it wasn't good, and it wasn't even good. This is the most good. Gigi story I've ever heard. And it wasn't even good. That's the thing. But like, you know, girls got to do what girls got to do, I guess. And so, like, I go and we like snuck out and we go and we have like sex on the beach. Do not recommend that, by the way. Sand gets in places it really shouldn't. All of the crevasses. Uh, yeah, uh. you know. <laughs> Like, oh, not great. Not good. I got caught by my parents and I got so busted and he got caught by his parents. And so then they found out he had a girlfriend in the US and they like they basically like made him break up with me, essentially. And so that was like very devastating for well, I, what I thought was very devastating for both of us. And then I'm obviously like so heartbroken listening to like Avril Lavigne um. and like crying in my room for like days straight, you know, like the whole the whole thing really, really just laying on the drama very thick, which I'm sure is shocking news, right? Um, <laughs> given my personality. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, we're like star-crossed lovers and we're not allowed to be together. Oh. And then two weeks later, he was dating one of my best friends. What the fuck? Yeah. Did you know about his, his girlfriend in Paris when you went through the breakup? At this point... Yes, but I had like he had spun some story to me about how like his parents were like forcing him to stay with her because he had like promised to marry her. And I mean, it was obviously not true. It was just like I was going to believe anything this guy told me, to be fair. Right, right. So that was kind of what I was told about it. So I and I was really willing to gaslight myself into believing anything I needed to at this in this uh, relationship. Mm -hmm. So then he's like he's like dating one of my best friends. And and I was furious with him, obviously, but I was really, really angry at her. I like refused to speak to her for the rest of the year and like kind of made her like emotionally, like literally like socially shunned. Like I was basically like, oh, so she like she and I feel terrible now because it's like she wasn't like I mean, it was her fault because obviously it's a betrayal to me and that was fucked up of her. But also like I did not hold him as responsible as I should have. I really kind of like laid it onto her. Mm -hmm. And so basically this whole story ends with us becoming friends again senior year because I told her if she could convince her parents to throw let us throw parties at her house every weekend that I would forgive her and she could have friends again. (laughs) And she like begged her parents, her mom. Her mom agreed to it, and Gigi. we had fucking ragers <laughs> were, every weekend for the all senior year. You were an year. evil high schooler. I'm so evil. You have grown so much. Oh, yeah. I was a mean girl. I was a bitch. So that's – thank you for saying that because I do have done a ton of personal growth. I promise you this is not my journey anymore. But I remembered that story, and I forgot how bonkers that was. That was really fun. Not fun. It's fun telling the story, not fun living that. I feel like I – understand you even more deeply now (laughs) than I did before. (laughs) Yes. That's fucking wild. Oh my God. Well, I'm glad though that you ended up becoming friends with her again. I mean, I feel Mm -hmm. like that's kind of a perfect segue to to today's absolutely batshit crazy breakup with Corey Rodriguez. So Corey is an amazing comedian. He was picked as one of TBS's comics to watch at the New York Comedy Fest. In 2019, he made his late night TV debut on the Conan O'Brien show. And a year later, he released another 30-minute comedy special for the epic series Unprotected Sets. His comedy is really honest and fun, just like the story that he brought us today about his own heartbreak involving one of his own best friends. So the similarities are fucking uncanny here. (laughs) Here is our interview with Corey. We hope you enjoy. Corey, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about this relationship before we dive into the breakup? How old were you? Where were you? Give us some backstory. I was 14, 15. This person was older than me. They were like 16 years old. Lived in the town next door to me. 
uh, it was really like my first like love experience. I know I was young. I was 14 years old, but it was like, like legit girlfriend or the one that you actually are like, is my girlfriend, like for real, for real. Yeah. And it's young love. I mean, that's, that's pretty wild to be in love at, at 14, 15 years old. Like yeah. how often did you guys see each other? Were you, were you in the same high school or something like that? No, she lived in the town next door to me. So I, like, I mean, you know, once you're locked in, you'll do whatever when you're a young dude, man, you know. How did you guys meet? Uh, the pool hall. Pool hall. Oh, pool, pool hall. hall. Yeah. That's so retro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought I was 14. Like, I wasn't like, I was couldn't go to the bar. Yeah, it wasn't on an app, you know? So, yeah, we had a, had a pool hall. And, uh, yeah, man, she just looked, she was just beautiful. She was a beautiful girl and, uh, you know, hang out, got each other's numbers. And I was just like, man, she's pretty. And then it was like, we can just talk freely on here. Or no? Yeah, for sure. Anything you want. So my first, uh, my first blowjob, I'm like, yo, that shit's crazy. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, that shit, will, <laughs> that shit will blow your mind, literally. But whatever, it'll blow your mind. Like to think, like you hear about that stuff and then you get it done, and you're like, man, she has my fucking dick in her mouth. This is crazy. This is the craziest thing in the world. Like this is a crazy feeling, and like it's like the person's do it. Like she was showing me stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I had, and I was a pretty like I wasn't like a. I wasn't like a square kid, you know what I mean? Like I had, you know, probably by that time seen some videos, some nudies and shit, you know, some magazines and some things. I seen some stuff, but like not like now where it's like, oh my, I didn't have a cell phone then, you know, I'm 13, right. 13, 14. It wasn't like it is now where it's like, whatever, right. you know, but it was, uh, it was different. So the problem was, and so we can't keep our hands off each other. I like, I like feet. I like, like nice, like I like nice toes and shit. Like this girl had like the best feet ever. You know what I mean? I'm Were like, you 15 and experimenting with a foot fetish? Man, I was fucking four experimenting with a foot fetish. You know what I mean? I, mean, <laughs> I wouldn't call it experimenting with, you know, yeah, just messing around, hooking up, whatever. The little feet always come into play. But with hers, hers were like perfect. They were nice. They were, I was just like, oh, this is like. I was like, this is it. I, I, I found I found the one. This is it, right? At like 14, 14, 15 years old. So perfect foot goddess. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, it's that that part that accompanied with everything else. I was ready to, you know, obviously we're having sex at that point, you know, unprotected sex at that point. And so before we even get deeper into that, her parents, what I found out, her mom and dad were split, but they were they were not fond of she was white and I was black, so they weren't fond of any racial mixing here. They were straight up racist, both mother and father. Jesus. That can complicate things. Even when you're young, I see this with older people now. It's like love will blind the shit out of you. You don't even care. Like her mom was straight up mean as fuck to me. (laughs) It was so easy to just like throw it away. I didn't care. Like it was like, I don't care. You were like, I'm getting blowjobs from a foot goddess. Fuck this racist woman. I don't don't need to care about that. Right. It was like. (laughs) Like her mom would would come home and she was like, I told you, I don't, I told you I don't want him at my fucking house or whatever. It wasn't like we were all up in the house, like chilling or like, you know, we weren't disrespectful like that. Like the mom's coming and we're like laying on the couch or something. I was never that dude. I was always very respectful. Let me, let me, let me say this. When you're dealing with somebody who has conflict with their parent and the person's always like, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'll talk to her. It's almost like you can, again, throw that shit to the side. And when you really are in love and infatuated with somebody and all of those things are together you're really just like looking for any end you're like oh this is fine she said it's fine it's fine it's fine you know yeah so i used to be there and i remember i I was at the house one time and her mom was like all right well we're about to have dinner so get the fuck out yeah basically like she was like we're about to have dinner so you have to leave or go outside or something right that's what she says and i'm like oh shit 
But like at the same time, I wasn't super offended. I was like, oh, this bitch is racist. That's all I used to think. So I'm just sitting on the porch there eating. This fucking lady comes out and throws a burger out in a bag, right? It was like a McDonald's bag. And she was like, here, if you're hungry. It was like, fluke and she threw it on the porch. And I just, I just like, what the fuck? I don't, I'm not like, I wasn't like a poor kid or like didn't have anything. Like, so it was just kind of funny to me. It was almost like, what's this fucking lady thing? Like, buy this fucking house. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, used to, it was just like, again, you're blind when you're in, when you like love somebody. You don't even, none of that shit, it really didn't bother me. It definitely, left a stamp on me because I can remember it vividly and I can tell you guys about the shit now, but I wasn't like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm super sad about all of it or whatever. I'm just like, man, I was a bitch. Like, how could you do I couldn't imagine doing that to somebody like even like right now, whatever that's fucked up. Like what's wrong with this lady. Right. Yeah. That's, that's so fucked. Incredibly dark. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It was crazy. And she just would come out later and be like, my mom's a bitch. And then we just go like sit in her car and we'd be like outside in the car. She'd be like, Oh, she's fucking crazy. I don't know why she's fucking like that. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's nuts. And then we just sit in the fucking car outside for four hours outside the house, just hanging out, you know what I mean? Eventually hooking up or driving somewhere and hooking up and whatever. It just became that. And it was like normal. We meet up all the time and doing these things. So um, she gets pregnant. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. That's a nightmare. Uh, I'm in like ninth grade. She gets pregnant. And I'm like, again. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm ready to live my life. I'm ready to be a dad. Like, again, this is love and stupidity, right? I'm, I'm like, ready. I'm ready. If I got to go to the army. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. No idea. But I was I was ready to, the readiness that I felt was like, I'm ready to be with this person. Mm. Whatever that means, I'm down. That's so, really cute, Corey. Um, it kind of uh, is, yeah. That's, well, You're ready like, to be that's a father crazy, at 15. Oh, I didn't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck. I don't care. I'll be in the army. I'll go to the army and I can learn stuff in the army. And then I'll still, you know, I saw I'll make money and I'll get a good job from there. Like I'm thinking of shit in ninth grade because this is what it is. You're like three years from even being able to join the army at that point. Right, right. <laughs> Funnily <laughs> enough. Right, right. So what happens is apparently her dad, who is who I had only seen because he would never talk to me, uh, <laughs> super just like extra rude dude. And they don't live in the same house. They, they were the parents were split. So see the dude like in passing and whatever, like what the dude we won't look at me, whatever. It's just a dick. And um, I guess he he uh, this is fucked up, but he like hit her to make her have a miscarriage, hit her in the belly. What? Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucked what up. the fuck? You know, more than once, and so she has a miscarriage. Jesus God Christ! Damn. But she's like, whatever, like you know, this my dad's fucked up, but he said he doesn't want any black babies. You know what I'm saying? And all this other shit's crazy, bro. She really just let a lot of shit slide with her parents. There was yeah. a lot happening here. A lot. So I'm, I'm devastated, but I'm devastated. Again, this is my maturity level. I'm devastated because she got hit. I'm not devastated because of the baby, because I didn't even know what that meant. Like, I didn't even know what a miscarriage. I never heard of a miscarriage yet until she was talking about that or whatever. So I wasn't like... Oh my God, like I'm not gonna have a kid anymore. I was kind of like, all right, well, you know, I guess we're not doing that part, and he shouldn't be putting his fucking hands on you. You know, I'm I'm gonna say something to him, you know, I'm ready to fucking go talk to this girl's dad, go see her dad. But but not because of the baby, more because he fucking put his hands on her. her. I'll fucking show him. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh little fucking fifteen year old cock diesel little fourteen year old. Like I'll fucking show him. Get the go over there and get the shit beat out of me, right? She's like, no, 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 don't fuck with my, you know, don't don't do it. My dad, he'll kill you. I'm like, I'll fucking kill him. Put his hands on my girl. 
Story continues. We stay together, obviously. You know, we're still together. Oh, I love this girl, whatever. I'm just loving her. I'm talking to her one day. This is before um, before cell phones. So we used to call each other. Like when I would be near a house, I'd call off of a payphone. And a lot of payphones back in the day, you could call the payphone back. So I knew the payphones. Like there's certain payphones you could go to. You'd be like, oh, you could call it back. The payphones would have a number on it. You know, you'd find the payphones that have a number on them and you call and then the payphone rang back. Like in the old school movies, you're like, like how the fuck are you calling a payphone? Not all of them have a number there, but some of them have a number. So I'd find those ones and then call and that's how we would talk. So I'm talking to her one day and mind you, I used to bring my boys like she had like a sister who wasn't as conventionally as attractive as her, but she was still a pretty girl. She just wasn't like she was uh, she was like a redhead and stuff and looked a little different, was a little heavier than her sister, but not like fat by any means. She was pretty. And this uh, the girl I was with was blonde and you know what I mean? Uh, just pretty, just just different, different looks. But I would bring my friends all the time to like hook up with her sister because I don't want to go over there by myself. You brought guys to go to hook up with yeah. her sister. His less no, no, sister. no, I didn't mean to. No, see, that comes off fucked up. I See, there's a reason I'm telling you that, though. She wasn't less attractive. She was, she just, they didn't look alike. Put it down. Like, different strokes for different folks. We get it. Yeah. You're, you're into what you're yes, into. Yes, exactly. Fine. Exactly. And that was honestly kind of considerate, you know, bringing her someone to to get with so that she wouldn't, wouldn't feel left out. And I wanted to roll with my boys. Like, I was going to this other side of town. I wanted to mm-hmm. roll with my boys. Anyways, I'm on the phone and she goes, hold on. She, she clicks over and she comes back and I was like, oh, what's up? She was like, oh, nothing, nothing. You know, just acted like nothing. You know, said she had, was somebody else was on the phone for somebody, whatever, you know. And then she said, hold on again. So she clicked over again. And when she clicked over, I hear my best friend at the time on the phone talking to her. She's like, yeah, I'm talking to him now, blah, blah, blah. So I'm hearing a whole conversation with like my best friend who I've brought over there before to hook up with her sister. Okay. This is my best friend. Like, this is the shit right here. So this is like one of my best friends. So I'm listening to these two. They're talking. She's like, yeah, I'm talking to him now. And my friend's like, yeah, well, you know, I want to hang out. I want to do all these things. He says, you guys do this and that. And I want to do some of that. I want to like, I want to be able to, you know, the fuck, you know, the blowjobs you give. He tells me all this. And she's like, yeah, I like that. Like, they're really having like a little lust fest on the phone. So she goes, all right, I'm going to hang up with him now. And when she comes back, I just play right. I'm fucked up right now. I just play regular. I'm like, hello? You know, she's like, hey, I'm like, hey, my heart's beating so fast and shit. I'm like, man, this got to be a joke or some shit. Like, how the fuck? How did this happen? How did I even hear that? How did this accidentally put like, what the fuck was that? So I'm waiting, but I'm like, I'm like, my heart's like, bah, 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 and I'm just uh, and I'm like, hey, and she's like, hey, she's like, all right. So just back to normal. So however she got off the phone, I don't remember that specific detail. However she got off the phone, she got off the phone. And I remember hanging up like, oh, shit. So I immediately called my boy that she was talking to. That's one of my best friends. I call him. He's like, yo, what's up, man? I was like, hey, what's up, dude? What you up to? He's like, ah, I'm just chilling, man. Just chilling. I ain't doing nothing much. He's acting regular. This motherfucker's still on the phone with her. He just clicked over to talk to me because she's talking to him right now. I'm like, yo, what you doing? He's like, nothing. I'm like, yo, you ain't talking to nobody or nothing? He's like, nah, I ain't doing nothing, man. I'm just chilling out. What are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just down here about to go go see, you know, the girl. I'm just out. We'll call her Martha. It's <laughs> a fucked up name. <laughs> okay. I like that sounds that. super old. No, I don't like that name. We're gonna uh, go to Scarlet. Okay, okay. Oh, Scarlet. Scarlet. He's like, all right, man. We'll have fun, and I'll, and I'll talk to you. I go, yo. I go, oh, aren't you talking to Scarlet right now? And he goes, oh, what are you talking about, man? I said, yo. 
I said, you motherfucker, man. I said, I know you're on the phone. He goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, bro, the phone clicked over and I heard you motherfuckers talk. He's like, what are you talking about? What are you? I was like, Pluk up. I just hung up. And I was like, the anger inside me was just like, I was like, oh shit. It didn't give me like PTSD or <laughs> give me like, I don't know. It didn't give me like, I did get sad. But what it also gave me was like a insight. Like it gave me like, oh shit, people can fucking be like this. Like I didn't know that you could, that someone could even be like, like I didn't know that. Like it, it, it opened up a door that I didn't know existed. I thought when somebody was acting like that, like, like you were good. But then I was like, oh shit, like I don't, it fucked up my trust. That's what it did. From such an early age. I realized at an early age that people are going to do what the fuck they want to do. There's nothing you can do about it. People are going to do what they want to do. And that's just it. And it like, it just, it like, it planted that shit in my head. So yes, I've always been a jaded dude since then. I always, I'm just very keenly aware that people are going to do what they want to do. Yeah. I gotta know. I gotta know. How did you end it with Scarlett? So when I talked back to her, I said what it was. You called her? You called her again? Yeah. And so she what what I did was I I had I had it out with my boy first. I had it out with him. He knew I was beyond angry because back then I used to do this thing where I was like, if I ever hang up on somebody, that means that I really, really, really don't like you. Like mm-hmm. if I hang up on you, like I, I always considered that one of the most disrespectful things. Like if somebody hung up on me, I'm like, I don't fuck, don't call me back. But it's hard when you're hurt, you know what I mean? Like that was a good friend, you know what I mean? So fuck him. I, he yeah. doesn't sound like that good of a friend. Yeah, he sounds like a really shitty friend. I know, I know. I think he was stupid because we're friends again now. To this day, we've been really? friends. Really, we've been we're closer. Yeah, oh, wow. it took a while though. It took a while. I would not bring him around your girlfriends. No, no, no. It took a while before I did that. Yeah, yeah. But it it took a while for for the for because we had built so much trust. He broke that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. His reasoning was good. And then he 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 kind of put his money where his mouth was and kind of like he was showing in different ways. He was doing more showing than doing of of his loyalty. That helped me get over that and it was just like, damn, this is fucked up what he did, but like cuz it made me just want to be like, man, fuck this dude yeah. forever as I did for a while, as understandably so. So with her, here's what happened. Here's what's fucked up about this. When I confronted her about it, she denied it. I told her I had already talked to him. Right. You know, and even at the time, he's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm just dumb, man. I don't fucking hook up like, yeah. you, you know, all this other shit, all these <laughs> reasons and excuses. When I talked to her and I and I and I told her everything and I said, yo, that's fucked up. And she was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. It was just it. Would, I said, so how many times have you guys fooled around? Like, it didn't sound like it was the first. She was like, no, it's never happened. It was the first time. And, you know, all the all the lies that someone says when they're trying to squeeze out and not make it as bad. I'm like, oh, it's fine. So what I did was I still hung out with her, but. I was very cold and callous, but outwardly I was very warm and and chilling and still so I still was getting these blowjobs. I was getting everything that I wanted from that side, but I completely turned off the other side. It was almost like a fuck you, like I'll pretend longer until this fizzles away. But I understood what happened and I just never had trust for her again. And I know it's wrong to trust the dude again, but that was my boy before. Yeah. yeah. I think you absolutely can rebuild trust. I think it, it's really actually commendable that like you valued that friendship enough to allow him back into your life and allowed him to prove that he could be a good friend. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. People fuck up. No, sh- for sure. That being said, 
<laughs> Again, it opened up something in me with her. Like it was, I was able to all of a sudden be like, just like, like straight up, like cold inside and just be like, like it only was like, it was just a self-serving thing at that point because I felt like you had already. It is what it is. You fucked me up, but not in the sense where you're controlling me. Now it's just like, all right, well, that's cool. And it would never go further than that. And God, fuck it. I'm so happy that there was never a baby situation. That's all it was making me think. It was like, oh my God, I'm so happy it was a baby situation. It also made me think, was she full of shit? Did her dad really punch her in the stomach? Did her dad really push her down the stairs? Oh, Did shit. she really have a miscarriage? You know what I'm saying? Because- You can't trust anything. Once someone shows you a shady side, then you start questioning everything. You're like, is everything fucking shady about you? You know what I mean? And who knows if he did that? I do believe he did it because he was a dick and I've heard him talking to her on the phone before and he's pretty volatile. But I mean, you know, at that point, she kind of had me like putty at that point. You know what I mean? Kind of Play-Doh'd me out until until I heard that phone call and it was like, someone was like, wake the fuck up, wake up. You hear what you see what's going on? And then it was like, oh shit. You know, and the element of the story that I left out was that her mom was so reckless. Like I live with my grandparents, right? She used to call my house and uh, harass my grandparents and be like, keep him away from my daughter. And, you know, she would call often and be like, I don't want his black ass around my daughter and shit like that. So she was saying things like this. Oh, my fucking God. And uh, oh my you'd God. hear her and my girl in the background. She would be like, mom, shut the fuck up. Don't say that. <laughs> oh, man. And. You know what I'm saying? It was like, so there was there was a lot of harassment in that area. And I felt bad about that situation where she was like fucking with my grandparents there. They were like, this fucking bitch is calling us again about her daughter. But the biggest lesson I got out of it is the shit I was saying before. Like, you can't you can't control that. You can't control what somebody wants to do. Like my boy doing that, he did that shit because he wanted to do it. He didn't do it because he was worried about my feelings. And I was expecting me wherever. He was like, his carnal desires were more than what my, like, oh, I don't want to hurt my best friend's feelings. He's like, fuck that, man. I want some pussy. That's all he's thinking. You know what I mean? Like his brain is there. You know, her brain is wherever it was. She wanted to hook up. It sounds to me like, I mean, I obviously don't know her, but it sounds like she had like such a troubled home and this was how she acted out and sought validation. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I didn't process that at the time. You know what I'm saying? I, was well, too, I would be shocked if you did. I was too busy wanting to be a dad. Uh, but you know. You're like, I'm going to be a father. I'm ready. Yeah. Listen, some jadedness. If somebody robs, like, you know, steals from your car, you, you, you go somewhere, you park at your gym every day, and you're like, oh, it's a great town. And you leave your doors unlocked because that's what you do. Somebody steals your shit. Okay. Now, is it not wise for you to keep your head on a swivel going forward? You should have already had it there. So I don't look at all this shit all the time as like so negative. Like, are you jaded? Are you, do you have trust issues? No, I have trust awareness. You know what I mean? I don't look at all this shit as terrible. I look at some of it as enlightenment. It's like, thank you that that happened. Sometimes someone needs their car to be robbed so they can not lose their whole car next time. They need their fucking wallet to be stolen out of there so their wallet and car and baby aren't driven off with next time. Sometimes you need to be made aware that these things do happen yeah. I love that though. Trust awareness, not trust issues. I mean, I hate for you that this had to happen at 15 years old, but but learning those lessons, like you said, I mean, it probably helped you in so many ways from that point on in life. Did you eventually like officially call things off with, with Scarlett or did things just fizzle out? They, they fizzled out. I don't even yeah. know how it was one of those things where I don't even know how it completely ended. Yeah. You know, but it was almost like, 
I moved on with my life, she moved on with hers, and we've reconnected online uh, at a later date online, and we've talked and chatted up and stuff like that, had real cordial conversation. Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. That's a nice ending to that story. I'm happy. That's so awesome, Corey. Damn, full circle. Yeah. What an amazing story. Thank you for sharing Yes, it. thank you guys for having me, man. It's cool. Now that we're coming up to the end, can you let everybody know where our listeners can find you? If they want to, watch all your comedy. So you can find me on Instagram, at Corey Rods, C-O-R-E-Y-R-O-D-S. Uh, Facebook, it was on that still, Corey Rodriguez, Corey with an E, Rodriguez with an S. And if you want to come to the show, CoreyRodriguez.com. You guys, catch me there. And thank you so much for having me. Dope. Amazing. Thank you so much, Corey. Well, that's all for today's episode. Check us out on Instagram and YouTube at Bad Break Podcast, where you can submit your own anonymous breakup stories to be featured on the show. You can also call us and share your story in a voice message at 202-709-6328. Be sure to download, like, and review the Bad Break Podcast. It really helps us get more of this podcast into people's ears. So give us that review, baby. Catch you next time. So that's how you got caught was from hitchhiking? Like how did you Well, I got find caught cuz my parents uh oh, I got caught cuz when I came home, I had locked myself out of the house and didn't and couldn't find my key. Oh fuck. Oh, so shit. we were like outside and I was like, fuck. Ugh, crap.